Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro. Welcome back to Explore the Space podcast and welcome to another Med Lasso from Explore the Space podcast. Delighted to be here and delighted to be able to discuss Ted Lasso season three, episode three. I've got my buddy Syed Tabatabai joining me and our special guest today is Dr. Ken Tegmeyer. He is a good friend from social media. He is our resident Peloton expert. <laughs> Ken hasn't been a resident for a long time. Sorry about that, pal, but I'm not deleting it. That was funny. He is our Peloton denizen. He's the guy who told me about Project Hail Mary. And because of a very specific scene, we needed somebody who has an expert in pulmonary mechanics, Zavas breathing, and Ken just did a fabulous job. It was an absolute treat to have him on. Before we get to the episode, though, I do just want to call out a topic that has come up many times over the last several days. I was at the Society of Hospital Medicine annual meeting in Austin, Texas. And while we were there, there was yet another mass shooting, this time in Nashville, Tennessee. There's no time left for physicians and healthcare professionals to stand on the sideline on the issue of gun violence. It's a public health crisis, and these are the places where we need to be seen, heard, and felt. There are many, many ways to do this. There are episodes in the Explore the Space archive that talk about this. There's tons of things on social media, which everyone makes you feel the most comfortable, but inactivity at this point is no longer an option. We all need to be participating, using our voices, using our intelligence, using our passion and our desire to see people live long and fruitful lives to drive progress. So yeah, we're going to have a blast talking about Ted Lasso. We're going to have fun on this episode of Med Lasso. These things can happen in parallel, but it's important for us to also know while we are recreating that we have hard work that we need to do, that we need to have that situational awareness. We have had generations that have been told talking about Gun violence and gun safety legislation is something that healthcare professionals should not participate in. That needle is moving. This is absolutely our lane, and it's a place where we must participate. We're going to look back in 10, 20, 30 years and be asked and wonder, what did we do to make this better? What did we do to drive progress? This is the time for us to start creating the answer to that question. You can email me. You can hit me on social media. Just scroll through Twitter and follow the physicians and healthcare professionals that you like, and they will have options and resources that are limitless. And there's no effort that is too small. Everything counts. It's You're breaking through that inertia. And let's be clear, activity on Twitter is not enough. We need to be doing things in our communities, at our home institutions, and wherever feels right and comfortable. But this is the time to do it. A great place to learn how to be an advocate and to connect with fellow advocates is the Women in Medicine Summit. I love supporting them. The Women in Medicine Summit takes place in September in Chicago, September 22nd and 23rd. You can register at www.womeninmedicinesummit.org. If you go to the website and look at who is coming and the previous speakers that have been there, you will see some of the leading lights in healthcare advocacy. And this is an opportunity to meet those people, to learn from those people, and to build your toolbox to be able to be the advocate that you want to be acknowledging that it is not easy. I appreciate you listening to me talk about this. I know if you're a fan of Explore the Space podcast, we've talked about it before. We will talk about it again, but needed to kind of get that off my chest. And, you know, recording with Syed and Ken, I said, this is something I want to do in the intro. Is that cool? And I mean, the, the words were barely out of my mouth. They're like, yes, absolutely. 
So appreciate you listening. And most importantly, appreciate you taking that action and participating in this hard work with us. So all that being said, let's get to it. Let's have a little fun. We're going to have a great time talking about Ted Lasso season three, episode three with me, with Syed Tabatabai and with Ken Tegmeyer. So let's get amongst it. Syed, I literally just saw you two days ago and here we are again. Like my cup runneth over, buddy. How are you? I'm great. You never get too much Shapira. We got to do a live show together. It was our third live show, but this was our second Med Lasso Live at the Society of Hospital Medicine annual meeting. We did a trivia night. What was the best question? Oh, man, what was the best question? I think the best one was where Trent Crim's car keys. Where Trent Crim's car keys? Yeah, that was good. That was good. (laughs) Speaking of best questions, I asked our guest what is a book that I should watch? And he is the person or that I should listen to. And he is the person who recommended Project Hail Mary. Dr. Ken Tegmeyer is here. Ken, welcome to Med Lasso. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. I was watching the episode. And when I texted Syed, who we needed as our guest, there was a specific scene where I said, there's only one person. He's on the list anyways, but it has to be Ken. Ken, why are you here? Why did I immediately say it has to be Ken? Uh, I'm here because I know you're curious about how somebody could exhale for 27 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I had to go back and time that. So there's uh, there's two reasons, right? There's obviously there are few people on this planet who know more about pulmonary mechanics than you, because even though you do it mostly with kids, the lungs are the lungs. And so there's that piece of it. But you're also one of the people sort of in our community who is a really, really good athlete. And it's something that I know you take a lot of pride in and we talk about with our Peloton community and we, we get to watch a really, really good athlete in Ted Lasso season three, episode three. We're going to talk Zava for a little while. I think that that's just where we need to be. Syed, can you just break down, like if you were going to describe Zava in a movie trailer, how would you put the Zava mythology together? So the guy's a winner. We don't know where he started. We don't know anything about his origins, but yes. he's basically he, he's been a winner his whole life. He's got this Zen kind of approach to where an absolute confidence, right? Like who else is going to go walk into the coach's office, go straight to the board, put one <laughs> one uh, piece at the top and just throw all the rest out of the way. Um, right. Yeah. He's, he's just like this mythic figure. He's, he's got to be like six, four, six, five. And yeah. just like wiry muscle and just he's uh, almost he as tall as you. He's, <laughs> he's yeah, a little bit taller uh, and he scores in every way possible, like every yeah. way you can score a goal. He basically yeah, does he, it. He, and he's a, he's he, an acrobat. Ken, how stealing someone else's goal. Yeah. Even if it's stealing someone else's goal. That's right. Ken, how unique is what they make a big deal out of the scene with him doing the breathing exercise with the team, right? Like his negative inspiratory pressure is strong enough that it like his nair, his nostrils collapse down and his whole like mid face involutes. How, (laughs) how extreme do they make it? I mean, they give this guy this expiratory phase that was hilariously long. How bizarre is that? No, you know, it's, it's really weird. I mean, it, <laughs> it's but, really weird. <laughs> I mean, you think about it, it's, you know, they, they talk about how unique he is. And Roy makes that comment about how unique he is. And just watch. He's he's special. But at the same time, I mean, it's yeah. not like those guys aren't all incredibly fit. And to be that level above them that, you know, watching everybody else opening their eyes and and like, Really? Is he still gone? 
is he still gone? Um, is is unusual. I mean, he, you know, clearly you have those people who have really, you know, you know, larger lung volumes than than normal people. They still don't exhale, I think, that much longer than uh, than the rest of us do, but. And I got to give power. a shout out to you for a 20 for that, that you tracked it, that you actually took out a stopwatch and timed it. Cause I did. Syed did not time his urinary stream no. in episode two. <laughs> and he's a nephrologist. Like, you know, although that's not really a metric that you all use. <laughs> not yet. Maybe the, the urologists do. Yeah. Maybe the urologists do. We'll have to have a urologist on to, to break this all down. The other thing that I loved about it kind of, bringing what both of you said, I like the way that they positioned him as being superhuman taller than everybody. When he takes his shirt off, it's like they sculpted the musculature out of wax. You know, he's just <laughs> carved, you know, the, there's like crosshat shadows under his deltoid to really show how defined he is. He's taller than everybody else. And he obviously has this physiology that defies everyone else. So he can beat everyone to the ball and do a scorpion kick and all of that sort of thing. And a shout out to our buddy, Joe Thomas, who recommended Red Rising to me. For those of you who've read Red Rising, he's a gold. He, he's bigger than everybody. He's faster than everybody. He can do more of the normal things than everybody. He's a gold. And then he has that sense of tranquility where he just knows he's better. He, he knows he's a level above. It's delightfully satisfying. Syed, do you like the way they have structured this guy as being so plussed up that we're, we're nowhere? compared to Zaba. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we the way he's talked about, he had to deliver, right? He had right. To, they couldn't he couldn't just be an above average player. He had to be yeah. uh, someone iconic and the, right. he fits into the show's uh language really well too. Is the humor of it. Like he has four locker rooms with his name spelled out. <laughs> no. Four lockers with his name spelled out and all these yeah. little meditation tools and everything, you know. But Can do you like really the way Zava tries to bring the team in, though? Because he could be really stand, but like he's got them doing breathing exercises together. He's very physical. You know, he gets into people's personal space. Do you like that? Well, you know, it, it's such a good point because he really seems to be you know bonding, trying to bond on some level with yeah. everybody, and, and trying to show everyone that he's part of the team, and yet the whole buildup to him coming was that he leaves chaos behind him all the time. So you, so you wonder what, what's coming down the road that's going to, that's, you know, that everybody's going to fall apart, that everybody's going to lose or what it, what it is that's going to be the chaos that's, that's coming down the line. Can I um, tell you what I think it's going to be? Sure. I think Jamie's going to, we're going to get a training montage with Jamie Tart and Roy Kent, Rocky style, eye of the tiger. We're going to have some running on the beach sequences. We're going to have, you know, lots of headers and push-ups and everything like that. And it's going to be like Rocky and Ivan Drago. And they're going to just go at it. And I think there's going to be that that collision of two greats is going to be the epic thing. Syed, talk to me. I, I've been humming <laughs> Eye of the Tiger to myself ever since I they said, like, I'll train you. Yeah, exactly. That That, that one line, immediately I'm thinking Yoda and Luke. I'm yeah. thinking, uh, you know, Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, yeah. it's set up perfectly. The other thing I was thinking was we haven't seen Zava lose yet. So there's a possibility oh, right. that his personality might switch or, <laughs> you know, flip completely. If something goes wrong, I could see him trashing the locker room, and, you know. That's a really blame. good point. Yeah. I actually really like that idea that maybe it's that he doesn't do well with losing. Ken, you've been a competitive athlete for years and years and years. 
how do you sort of maintain the equanimity of you're competing? You love to compete. Sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't. You still have to be answerable, accountable. You still have to be authentic. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's key. You know, I, I'll, I'll say it actually, you know, now that my youngest daughter has just completed her um, competitive hockey career, it's more that I've seen it in that what's been successful in my kids who've all played hockey at a, at a high level um, over time and the difference between how you know, how successful they can be when they're, when the, it's a team effort and the, and the team can, can cope with the ups and downs and the cope with, you know, they're going to be teams. Sometimes they're going to play that are just so much more talented that it's hopeless. And some teams will get down and that'll just affect the way they play. and, And everybody will play worse because of that. And some teams will, you know, learn from it and grow from it and build and, move on the next game and recover. And I think it's, especially when you're doing lots of games back to back, you can really see that effect with a, with a high functioning team that's, you know, can perform at a higher level once you're up to the level of competition and, you know, there are different ways like that, but, but it's a, it's a great point. It'll be interesting to see when they get to that point and who it will be that they lose to. Because I, I think that we're going to face some adversity, right? It's not like, you know, we had the montage of the team racing up the standings. You know, it's like the natural where the New York Knights are just winning and they're on a win streak and on and on and on it goes. And I love that they did that. Everyone loves, I mean, I love a montage. They 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 never miss. But, Syed, there's going to be a collision. Who is going to get them through the collision? Uh, you mean who's going to get the team through to the other side? Because what I was thinking was a collision is West Ham. And I think Nate is going to figure out how to neutralize Zava or what the issue is, because he's a tactician, right? Because the the issue with Zava also is he's sort of taken away Ted's agency with the team in the sense that the whole aspect of coaching the team, it's get the ball to Zava. Literally, he stands in front of the team, right? He he literally stands in front of Ted. He blocks Ted out. Yeah, exactly. So I think Nate is going to figure out there. I mean, obviously, when they're one man team, there's weaknesses there. And and I think they may get exploited. And uh, and then we'll see. It's and I think Jamie Tart's ascendance is going to be what gets them through to the other side. I, I, that's the road that I kind of see and that I like. And I think Zava even knows that Tart's his rivalry. Because remember, he points when he says, who's the kit man? And one of the people he points at is <laughs> yeah. Jamie Tart. Like, that's a yeah. dig. That dude's yeah. been in a lot of locker rooms. He knew what he was doing. Well, he also did, had that line at the start of their first game where he said, you know, get open. I will find you. And what's the first thing he does? Right. Yeah, he chips the goalie. The ball and he just kicks it into the goal. Like right. That's not how that works. That's but, not yeah. exactly what we were supposed yeah. to be doing right there, was it? Yeah. yeah no, that's the. It's going to be absolutely delicious. It's funny because in the Premier League now there is a player like him. It's Erling Holland with Man City. His nickname is the Terminator. He just scored five goals in a Champions League match, and he's bigger, taller, faster than everybody else out there. And it's it's kind of weird to watch him at this elite level, making people look kind of silly. And now again, right. The, the time, the way they've crafted this show, they didn't know that Holland was going to be Holland, but it's fun to have that parallel in real life for sure. So do you watch premier league soccer? I always ask you this. I know. I know. I I need to get into it, but I don't. You've been saying that for three seasons. I don't think it's ever going to happen. I know it's never going to happen. Ken, do you have a premier league team you support? I I do not, but I, I will be honest. I, and I think I mentioned this to you. I, um, 
I really got into Brendan Hunt's uh, World Cup podcast. Yeah, um, he you texted a, me about that. Just a just a great podcast, and so now I feel obliged to do it. My son is a Chelsea fan, so I was okay. going to grab his Chelsea jersey, and then I realized that was last week's episode. So it was last um, week's episode, and I would have had to block yeah. you because I'm not dealing with another guest coming on and sticking <laughs> me in the ribs. Last week, I don't know if you listened to last week's episode. I, Jennifer I Best came on. Yeah, it was horrendous. Oh, Jennifer right. came oh, on. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm weeping into my beer and she's like, yeah, I'm a Gonzaga fan. Oh, my Lord. That was, was horrendous. Happy about it too. She, oh, it she was so a, happy yeah. about it. I know. That was just, that was just horrendous. Speaking of horrendous. Man. After Gonzaga got crushed to. to <laughs> no, that was like two days later. <laughs> I know. So let's speaking of horrendous, though, because I'm the king of segues. I think from there, we'll springboard right into the locker room with Mark and Syed Kennedy. Ready? We have a lot to get to. I'm, I'm ready. You were born ready. The first question, since you haven't done this before, you're ruling on T. Yeah, so, uh, no. <laughs> I, I, I will, if, if offered, I will politely drink it. Um, yeah. I'm not a tea fan. Not a um, fan of tea. All right. No. That's fair. I, and, and, you know, Syed's keeping close track, and I don't know what he's going to do with the information as the years go by. You know, Syed is a man of, of mystery. He's enigmatic and he's very powerful and he's very tall. So we have to, we always have to be careful with Syed. All right. It's power rankings time. We're going to start with power rankings this week. We're going to rank our three most important slash influential slash powerful characters of episode three. Ken, you're the guest. Take it away. Okay. So first, this was kind of a, a weird episode because of all the montage. There was a lot left character development during it but, yes but i decided i thought about this so for number three i had shandy yeah. she's new, so she had more development she yeah you know they definitely stressed you know she confronted roy she confronted zava she confronted uh rebecca <laughs> and you know i think she's got there's a lot of interesting stuff around there but she clearly is exerting power it'll be interesting to see where she where they go with her sort um, of like we have this new influence in the locker room we have this new influence kind of in the c-suite so every character is getting a jolt with a very powerful new character influencing yeah. their relationships and their expectations yeah. i like that they're like almost like a dyad zava and shandy and uh for number two i had zava because uh, you can't Fair. ignore him because he's yeah the, most of the episode um and and his quotes including the one that uh that the actor that my brother tweeted out and the actor liked was uh the i am an empty vessel filled with gold yeah and such a such a great line but then i i have to give uh first place to to jamie uh one for seeing through the whole thing and honestly, the best, and I, I have to, let me quick look at my notes so I get the quote right. If the best line of the thing, I wasn't being ironic. I was being hypocritical. Yeah. And, and Beard's face. That, and Beard's face when you're like, he's right. And he's that right. whole scene. And, and, just, and, clear, and then he did it again later with, with Roy when he made the comment about, you know, what do you mean, be Madonna? Nobody says prima donna. It's prima donna. Um, yeah. I, I think Jamie is, is clearly oh, like great. taking another step, and he's evolving as a character. He wants to get better. Um, he's just changing, changing so much uh, over the last two seasons. So 
it's interesting to watch. But Jamie Tart is my an absolute terror this season for sure. I love it. Syed, how about you? So number three, I'll go with that fortune teller lady. Only because it's, I don't know where they're going with this whole thing. It's a weird kind of supernatural little twist into Ted Lasso that doesn't really seem to fit with where they've gone before and the Green Mash book and all that. So that's just interesting to me. I, I just want to see what comes of that. Um, number two, I'm going to stick with Jamie Tart. He's given me the two biggest surprises of the season so far in terms of what I was expecting versus what happened. The first being with uh, when he followed Roy instead of Keeley and did his empathy. And the second one, when he was uh, complaining about Zava, I really, you know, when he turns and looks at Roy and he goes, I want to be better. Um, I wasn't expecting that. You know, the whole make me better thing. He takes Zava as a challenge to become a better player. And uh, the, the Jamie of old would not have done that. He would have thrown a fit. He would have demanded the ball, that kind of thing. But instead, he takes Zava as, as a challenge. And of course, number one has to be Zava. He dominates this episode. He's in almost every frame of the episode, it feels like. So, yeah. Um, he's a great character. It's like the most screen time any character's ever gotten, I think, is Zava in episode three. There's something up with the color green. So, Isaac's watch, mm. Tish's shirt, the green matchbook, mm. Nigerian's, Nigeria's flag, right? We remember when Sam um, had the, the team picture and the soldiers, the toy soldiers, there's something up with the color green. They don't they don't do this stuff by accident. There's something there, and I don't know what it is yet. We're gonna find out, but there's clearly some connection with the color green. My power rankings are pretty similar. Um, I had Tish as number three as well. Go ahead, Ken. Oh, I just noticed that Isaac did have his watch on again in the interview scene. That was I was watching for it. Oh yeah, no, I'm yeah. staring at that dude's left wrist every yeah. chance I get. No doubt about it. <laughs> Mine also number three was Tish. A small character, we might not see her again, but she absolutely detonated Rebecca. She changed Rebecca's trajectory completely. When she said the thing about being a mother, my first instinct was like, that was a really horrible thing to say. And then seeing Rebecca's response, man, Hannah Waddington, Waddingham is an amazing actor. Um, she just, the way she uses her face and her body with just very small movements, it's it's crushing. Um, and just seeing her face change when she said that was just brutal. But it's obviously changed Rebecca's perspective on her personal life in a pretty dramatic way. So I think that that's going to be super impactful. Jamie Tart for me, number two, same thing. That The thing with uh, basically what you just said, said, I don't need to recapitulate it. It was awesome. And I'm so fired up that we're going to get a training montage. I know we're going to get one and I can't wait. And yeah, number one is Zava. I mean, he just changes the whole thing. Uh, and, I, and I loved it. A shout out honorable mention power rankings to Julie Andrews. I think if yeah. we don't mention our favorite Julie Andrews movies, everyone that listens to the show is going to be mad. So let's go through really quick, Syed, your favorite Julie Andrews role. And it can't all, we can't all say Mary Poppins. We can't do it. All right. And uh, it's Mary Poppins, but I'll go with the sound of music. We'll go with the sound of music. I, I know. It's, of course it's Mary Poppins. All right, Ken, how about you? <laughs> well, she's also in 10. She in what? Plays Dudley, she plays Dudley Moore's wife in 10. Oh, my gosh. Good pull. Totally. That's that's but I mean you know sound of music is so so iconic and I know. um this heart and and Trent Krim had the best had the best one but then I was trying to remember other obscure things oh Julian or is it Julia and Julia was the one that I think she got nominated for was, is she uh, in that no she was in some other on. movie with uh what's her name Anne Hathaway oh we're oh, a yeah, mess right now we're getting all of our movies wrong. Princess yeah. Diaries, that's what it was. 
Yeah. The one that I liked, and I'll, I'll just go a little bit off the side. Victoria. She's the queen in Victor Victoria. She's the queen yeah, in Shrek awesome. too, and I really liked her as that. Oh right. I like. Okay. Obviously, it's animated, but she does a really cool job. She was a cool villain, and I liked that. It. it was a fun turn for her. All right, moving on. Speaking of villains, let's just jump right to this week in villainy. Ken, who's your villain of the week? Oh, it's. I think it's Tish. Who you guys the the fortune teller? I mean, just had the most evil. Oh, comment my. to uh, yeah. to Hannah, and and clearly it's having a lasting effect, even just that one visit. So, I like it, Syed. Your villain of the week. I'm gonna go with Zava because of that. What he nice. does to Jamie Tart. That, nice. <laughs> the look of Jamie Tart's face when that ball is headed in. Oh you know, my and God. The, Even the commentators go, his first goal of the season. <laughs> you can see it. <laughs> no. The last second is stolen from him. Oh my gosh, I love it. I'm going to I'm going to pivot a little bit my my villain of the week are the producers of the show because if you catch the montage where um AFC Richmond is climbing the table did you notice who they put at the bottom of the table in 20th place <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur Tottenham Hotspur oh. that's a huge ding I was so upset like come on <laughs> dang it so that's the villain of the week for sure I didn't like that I didn't appreciate it it's not my Beard's fainting couch moment, so let's go to Coach Beard's fainting couch moment. What was yours, Syed? It was the exhale, man. Zama's exhale. I was literally fainting, <laughs> we trying to keep fainted. up with it. Yeah. Everybody, whoa, we're all going to get up. Like, <laughs> our bicarb's dropping. And, yeah, no, I thought that was hilarious. I really liked that one. Ken, how about for you? What is your Coach Beard fainting couch moment? Yeah, I think it's it's what I referred to before. It was It was Jamie calling out the that he was being hypocritical, not ironic, and Beard realizing yeah. that that, he, that Jamie was right and Beard was wrong. Nice. Uh, mine was Rebecca seeing Sam flirting with somebody else. And again, just the way the, the actor, Hannah Waddingham, uses her face and her body language to just show how much discomfort she's experiencing but have to mask it because she's there with you know her friends and everything like that. Oh my gosh. You just see in her mind, like, have I made the right choice? Look at this great guy. What do I do? It was just, oh, it was so, it was so profound. Uh, and I just love that she's such a great actor and she just makes this show so much better. And she levels up all the other actors too, because then they get to kind of be in that space of like, this is a truly elite actor. But the way she just, there was like a one second flash of her face and her body. And they gave her that space. They didn't do like a tight shot of her face. Like it was her whole, it was her whole person seeing this. And uh, it was just, it was phenomenal. I really, really liked it a lot. Ken, how do we like Coach Beard's fainting couch? Do we like this segment? Is this segment working for you? You're, I know you listen and have enjoyed Med Lasso. Yeah. I need, I I need an eval. I, I like it. Um, No, I think it's good. I think there are always shocking moments. It makes me actually, as you were describing that one, it reminded me of another thing that, that really struck me on my second watch was that when you know Ted is so minor in this episode and maybe that's purposeful, but what really struck me was when Sassy, when he saw Sassy, they didn't touch. And there was like, yeah, wait, these, these two have been close. Like the last time we saw them together, I think was at the end of, uh, no weddings and a funeral when they went off together. Right. Um, I can't remember if they showed up again, but so it was really strange that they didn't, you know, and clearly he's in a bad spot. Um, yeah, but that was, that was really interesting. 
they have positioned every relationship in a weird spot. There isn't a single relationship where you're like, yeah, they're fine. They're all good. Yeah. So is there a single relationship in the show where you're like, no, they're squared away? No, and I was thinking about it. There were so many fading couch moments of this episode, like what Trent yeah. Green witnesses at the very end with Colin. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ha- and then, uh, you know, Ted finding out that his therapist is the one who's now with, uh, you know, his his ex, their their therapist is now seeing his ex. Oof. I mean, yeah, there's some screwed up, uh, you know, I, I feel bad for Colin, though, especially that poor guy. Yeah, I, don't, he's, he's, I don't feel like that's going to go well. I, I really hope Trent doesn't blow that up uh i'm hoping that he sort of learns from what you know he put roy through and and maybe let's let's that one go i, I had to shazam I, I the song I, I had to shazam the song that was playing at the when brent sees colin and michael and it's do you guys know what it was it's no every everybody knows by leonard cohen oh that's right i'm <laughs> like yes wow Oh, man. Five points to you, Syed, if you can guess the last movie that that song was in. Oh, jeez. Uh, I'm just going to pass right now. I can't. Ken? I love that uh, song. I just forgot that no, it was in that scene. Uh, no idea. Pump up the volume with Christian Slater. <laughs> wow. That's a I know. <laughs> wow. Why, why I know that, who knows? Anyway, oh. uh, I must be industrious. Another great segue by Shapiro. We got to spend a few minutes on... The Pyramid of Success with Coach Wooden. We're going to do industriousness today. Success travels in the company of very hard work. There is no trick, no easy way. Ken, speak to us about industriousness. Well, I think you know, I, the more I thought about this today is that it, it applies both to elite-level athletes. I mean, nobody gets – I mean, Zava's got gifts, but he's clearly still worked, and worked to get there, and everybody else. Uh, you know, who's playing at that level is, has doing it. And I think about, you know, that's, that's where it really comes back to medicine. I mean, nobody gets to where we are in medicine without having worked their butt off in college and gotten to med school and nobody cruises through med school. It's just a ton of work. And, and now I look, you know, even today at, at residency applicants and fellow applicants and how much more stuff they're doing than I had to do when I was applying. And, and it's just, it's such a common theme to everybody who gets to this level that you know, I think it's a, it's a really good point. Important I love for- that descriptor. Yeah, we were just at the Society of Hospital Medicine annual meeting. We have 5,000 hospitals from all around the country. And everyone can look at each other and say, I know you are a really hard worker. I just know it. Because like you said, this doesn't happen by accident. You can't matrix chip it into your brain. You're going to work really hard to get to that level. And that was my take when I pulled that one out too, that like Zava is this guy who has all these gifts and things, but he works really hard and he's put in the hard, he's put in the time. He's, an, he's a character, right? What, I, what did Roy say? He's nuts, but he'll help us win games, right? He'll help you win games because he's put in the hard work. And I, I feel like for us in our profession too, if you're in, if you're in the profession with us, that we, we walk tall together because we know what it took to get there. Whether we need to work that hard or not, we could we could discuss it. But that's the way it is. Say it. How about for you? How did industri- How did industriousness land when I sent it to you? I immediately thought of you know. There's a little thing when Zava is talking to the the kit man, and uh, he mentions that he was a ball boy, right? And so the, this thought that he can't. It's not that he was born into greatness. Um, 
he had to work. And all these guys, one of the things about Ted Lasso, for people who aren't familiar with, with football, with soccer, these guys in the Premier League are like the creme de la creme de la creme. You know, it's not like AFC Richmond, even when they're not playing well, it's some, you know, mummy, you know, crappy team. It's like all these guys have been training and working, and we don't really see that so much. Like, uh, we saw it a little bit in the earlier seasons, like the, when they're practicing and training and, in the, you know, doing weights and stuff. But these guys are, are top flight elite machines. And I, I thought it was Alva saying that. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, it's obvious a ton of work went into making him who he is. I, I like that. And I think that we always have to remember when we're seeing things like this, that there's always the juxtaposition, right? There's always a, another side to the coin. And I like that we can remember that the way they're depicting these people, but also for us, right? There's a road that we've all walked. We all kind of come from somewhere. And I, I like the way that they frame that for us. We're going we're gonna to start to wrap this up. We're going to release this one well before episode four. Ken, we're at the one-third-ish point. Do you like where the season is going? Do you like the things they're putting in place? Do you like the puzzle pieces? I, um, I like the fact there's a lot of opportunity <laughs> I have no idea where it's going, but I'm I'm looking forward uh, to seeing. I mean, there's so much. I mean, we've seen so little of Nate so far, and I'm really yeah. looking forward to seeing more of him because I know Nick Muhammad's been <laughs> trying to sell everybody on the just wait, just wait. It's it's better. So um, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that. All right, fair enough. I I will bet money that we're getting a training montage, and I'm really looking forward to that. Syed, what are you looking forward to? You know, something Ted said in the very beginning has been hanging over me this season is that whole, like, why are we here thing when, you know, when he was in the when he was uh, talking to coach and that whole kind of what are we doing here? And and Ted just seems to be to me a little bit like he's he's getting more disconnected and he's floating a little bit. So I'm, I'm just curious to see where they take that. Um, I like that. Yeah. I, you know, every time I see him, I sort of have different thoughts about where he's going this season. And that's that's pretty good writing. I mean, they're not being predictable this season. you got to give them that. That's a great way to, to frame where Ted is. I had not thought of it that way, and that's why I love doing this with you. Ken, plug something for us. So I, I thought about this. I think the, not a lot of people know that my um, claim to fame is multimedia education and um so I have a media lab that I started when I came to Cincinnati, and you can see a lot of the work. I've got three animators who work for me to do really cool stuff. If you go to the Cincinnati Children's YouTube page, which is youtube.com slash Cincinnati Children's, uh, and you just look for animations that look good, that's where you will find them. The, we've got one called um, Como Makes a Mess, which is about thrombotic microangiopathy that's had over 14 million views. Another one on hemophagocytic lymphohistiocytosis called Max, Max the Angry Macrophage that's had around 5 million views. But if you go to youtube.com slash Cincinnati Children's, you can see a lot of that work. Good plug. That's awesome. I'm, that's fantastic. That's exactly why we have this. I had plugged something. All right, man. I'm, I'm going to finally do it. I'm going to go out there and plug my book. <laughs> Yeah, we got, uh, I finally, I wrote my book. It's called uh, These Vital Signs, uh, Notes on Life and Loss in, in Tweets. It's it's coming um, May 16th, 2023. Um, you know, if you followed my writing on Twitter, you pretty much know how the book is going to feel and sound. It's got some, some more kind of extensive essays and stuff in there. 
It's available on Amazon, on uh, um, HarperCollins, their website, on bookshop.org, wherever you get books. There's an audio version that's going to be available. Um, there's digital versions, et cetera, et cetera. May 16th, it comes out. Uh, feel free to pre-order. Feel free to pre-order. That's my plug. Pre-order Syed's book. Links are in the show notes. <laughs> Let's make this happen. It's going to be so exciting. I cannot wait for your book. And that's my plug, too. Syed's book is coming out. Links in the show notes. Pre-order it. Pre-order a lot of them. This was awesome. Ken, thank you. I will see you on Peloton. We will ride together. I'll, I still haven't caught up to you from the like last time we rode, but this was a total blast, man. Ken, thank you so much for coming uh, on. Yeah, thanks, guys. So I uh, appreciate so much the opportunity to be on. I love listening and great to be in the locker room. So thanks a lot. Fantastic. Syed, I will see you in person, hopefully sooner rather than later, but we'll get back after it next week. But it was great to see you in person though that was very very cool we were tweeting about it and we had a total blast you're still tall and you're still awesome <laughs> and i i want to know the question that uh jesse allen was the answer to who was the first hospitalist to appear on med lasso from explore the space podcast uh yeah okay yeah, yeah. that was the bonus question all right boys it, it was thanks great. so much see you guys all right thanks guys my thanks once again to Ken and Syed for joining me on this episode of Med Lasso from Explore the Space Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it as well. You can hit me on Twitter at ETS Show, Instagram at Explore the Space Show. Make sure you tag all of your tweets with hashtag Med Lasso so we can continue to enjoy all the fun stuff that's going on there. We did have a blast in Austin. We did a live show. We did a trivia night. It was super fun. Got to see Syed in person, which was great. And speaking of seeing us in person, come to the Women in Medicine Summit. We'll be there September 22nd, 23rd. We're going to be doing some fun stuff for sure. It's an outstanding conference. We talked at the beginning about the importance of healthcare professional advocacy, the Women in Medicine Summit. There's just no better place to learn how to do that and to meet people who are real leaders and mentors in that space. Check out www.womeninmedicinesummit.org. I will be there. I'm delighted that Explore the Space will be sponsoring this year. So come and check it out. We'll hopefully get to see you in Chicago in September. You can email me, mark at explorethespaceshow.com, and obviously check out the archive of Explore the Space podcast, www.explorethespaceshow.com. We will be back soon with more great Explore the Space episodes, and you know we've got Ted Lasso Season 3, Episode 4 right around the corner, so we'll be back with another recap very soon. Until then, take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show. And you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to mark at explorethespaceshow.com.